before uh, I preach, I have a few questions about the, the vestment color. It's uh, Gaudete Sunday, so you know on the Advent candles, we have three of them that are purple and one that is pink. Technically, it's called rose, you know, but I mean, you know, it's pink, uh, so sorry. Um, and, and so it's, and there's also a, a, a Sunday in um, Lent, right? Halfway through Lent and halfway through Advent, the two penitential times of the, the liturgical year where there's a certain level of like, we're getting close. We're getting closer to the advent of the Lord, the coming of the Lord, both at Christmas as well as the Easter time. And so it, it is a visual reminder for us, like, okay, we're, we're on this journey. Again, this uh, uh, a shorter and less intense penitential season than Lent, but on this journey of preparing our hearts and making the way, before, making the way for the Lord. So it's supposed to be a, a joyful uh, aspect that is there. Let's pray. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Lord, we give you permission to do what you desire. May our minds, hearts, and souls be fertile soil, that your word may bear great fruit in our lives. Illuminate the scriptures for us. Convict and console our hearts. Speak, for your servants are listening. Hail Mary. Full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Are you the one who is to come, or should we look for another? John the Baptist is sending, he's in prison, and he's sending those who follow him like, to ask Jesus, are you the one who is to come or should we look for another? And Jesus tells them, he gives them the answer. Right? Oftentimes Jesus is not giving these direct answers, but he speaks about the fulfillment of the prophecies. Not only of the coming of the Messiah, but of God himself. Right, the blind shall see, the lame shall walk. And then the, the prophecy says all these things, but there's some that are reserved in Scripture. We could go more almost for the Lord himself, uh, the lepers being cleansed and the dead being raised. This affirmation that he is not only the Messiah, but God himself in the flesh. Now, while this is important, a key aspect of this gospel passage, what I want us to focus on is actually the waiting aspect. Like, we have been waiting. So are you the one that we're waiting for, or do we wait longer? You notice with the fact that there is a waiting talked about on the first Sunday of Advent that the church speaks about in the catechism saying that the coming of God in the flesh was so incredible of reality, so a world-changing reality that God willed to prepare for it for centuries. A preparation over centuries, millennia, of waiting for the coming of God in the flesh. And so 
this waiting aspect is actually a key part of our relationship with the Lord. The church gives us the Advent season again every year to rekindle within us this longing for the coming of Christ, the remembering of his coming in the flesh, we said, the three comings, the first, the coming in the flesh, the second, the coming as judge at the end of the world, and the third is in between those two, that every moment coming to our hearts. But the truth is, brothers and sisters, we live in a period of human history that is unique Every period has its own unique characteristics, but ours is a unique in the sense that we don't have to wait on many things like most people had to wait. Technology has advanced to the point where things come so fast, right? You click, boom, and then like two hours later, Amazon is dropping it off at your door. That's crazy. It's become so common We don't understand how crazy that is. You want to know something? Click, boom. There, you don't even have to click. Hey, phone, tell me this. Yeah, this. What is going on? Like that's that's not normal. And so it has actually conditioned us to be impatient. We have been conditioned. You know, there's, there's a gift to all of this technology, and there's also a shadow side. And one of the shadow sides is that we have been conditioned like no other people in the history of the world to be impatient. And so waiting is always difficult, but it is more difficult for us. But actually waiting is good for us. The nature of the kingdom of God is like the seed, not like high-speed internet. The nature of the kingdom of God is like the seed. It's like the human person, right? It's not like high-speed internet. Again, God willed, it was so immense of a reality of the coming of the Savior that he willed for centuries. And we're like, okay, Lord, I'm praying, and, and where's, where's the thing? Okay, I won't wait. Great. I will take it into my own hands. Again, this has been a problem. Abraham, like, everybody's had it. We have it in a unique way. And so St. James, the church is giving us this letter. St. James is saying, be patient, brothers and sisters, until the coming of the Lord. First off, the waiting denotes that he is God and not me. That God is not at my command. He's not at my whim or my desires, no matter how good they may be. He is the Lord. And so I am patient in waiting on him. And it's not that I have to wait for him because he doesn't love me or because I need to, like, figure out the right backflips to do, you know, in order to get his attention. He comes in the most holy Eucharist every day in the Mass. Every day. But we miss it. We miss the profundity of His presence because we're more concerned with other things. Some of them very, very important, like our health, like our relationships, very important. But some things trivial. And if our eyes could be open, if we can be okay with waiting, 
then we they will be open to see his presence already among us even more profound so it says be patient brothers and sisters until the coming of the lord see how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth being patient with it until it receives the early and the late rains Many of you maybe grew up in an agricultural community. I grew up in an agricultural community. My family is involved in the agricultural business in, in different ways. And believe me, if, if the rains don't come early and late at times, like, it's, it's pretty rough. It's like, okay, come on. Like, I want to cut the crop now. Like, I'm ready. <laughs> it's not even out the ground yet, all right? It's not out the ground yet. There's this waiting that we, again, we have been conditioned to not to do. He says, you too must be patient. And here's a key line, make your hearts firm. Make your hearts firm. What does he mean by this? And when we speak of heart, when the Bible speaks of the heart, I've said this before many times and it's very important, we have a disintegrated view of the human person oftentimes. And we think solely of emotions when we think of the heart. But the heart is actually the core of who we are. Very core. So our emotions present there, yes. But at the heart of it, our will is there and the core of our being. And so scripture speaks oftentimes to think with the heart and to choose with the heart. Right? There's this integrated understanding of our intellect and our passions and our will finding their core and their center actually in the human person, in, in the heart. And so make your hearts firm, the place of decision before God. I want him and I want this thing to happen now and it's not happening. So the firmness of heart is to wait on him. To wait on the Lord, to choose in faith and in trust and in confidence that, Lord, I will not seek to make it happen in my own way, but I will wait upon you. That's hard. It is a hard thing. But you know what, brothers and sisters, what it does for us? is it actually purifies us and it strengthens us. I've told the, the story before, right? I, I'm at LSU. I hear this crazy call to go to seminary. I kick and scream as much as I can. Then it was really clear. I either had to like stop praying and forget about the Lord or go to seminary or I'd, I'd be crazy. So I'm like, okay, Lord, I'll go, you know, I'll go for a year, one year, good or bad. I'll, I'll stay the whole time. And just kind of year after year, I'm there. And the whole time, the closer I'm getting to the fact that, like, I've been in here for a little while, folks are probably expecting me to actually be ordained a priest. And I'm like, I'm not so sure that that's the plan that I want to happen, right? I want to go to seminary. Hey, Lord, great. It was nice. And I want to leave, okay? And as I'm there, and I'm like, okay, Lord, give me the answer now. The longer my face is on that stupid poster, the more expectations, and yeah, and I'm the one who's making the posters now in the vocations office, right? I get it, I get it, I get it. Pray for those guys, all right? Pray for them. But the longer my face is on that poster, the greater the expectation is, in some sense, in my own head at least, right? And so I'm wrestling and wrestling and wrestling, and, and it was a longer period than average, 
for sure before I was like, okay, Lord, I believe you want me to do this and I want to do this. Even though I was running and screaming and wrestling with you, like, I do believe that this is what you made me for and I desire. And then I had a conversation with him after that. Why so long to get to this point? Like, why couldn't we have figured this out earlier? And to sum it up, essentially, the Lord is just saying, hey, I wanted to, like, purify you, like, in a beautiful sense, as a father. And I wanted to strengthen this in you so that when the difficulty comes, you will know that this is what I made you for. When the challenges come, you will know that this yes is rooted deeply in your soul and in your relationship with me. But if I gave it to you too early, it it would be fragile. It would be fragile. Think of like an oak tree, right? Many people, maybe you get a new, you move into a new place and you got this front yard and it's like, this barren front yard and you think to yourself, I want this one of these oak trees on LSU's campus in my front yard. So maybe, right, if it doesn't happen this way, it was like somebody gets a big oak and they, they transplant it in your yard. What happens? They've cut away most of the root system. And so it has all this exterior support that has to be there to just hold it up. And then actually all of the foliage is going to immediately start to decrease because the one, the one thing the the tree is trying to do is root, root, root. And if a storm comes, it's fragile and water needs to hit it right at the base. But if an acorn is planted and if you have a yard with oak trees nearby, you know that squirrels love to do this and you got random oak trees coming up all over the place. I'm like, what's going on? I don't want that many in my yard but it starts to grow and then over time actually the root system is bigger and stronger than than the tree the limbs so that it is sturdy and then when the storm comes maybe a, a limb or here falls off but it has deep roots and it can receive water and nutrients from a wide base So brothers and sisters, in our relationship with the Lord, sometimes we want things to happen faster than is actually healthy, humanly and spiritually. And the Lord is asking us, wait. But he never asks us to wait alone. He never asks us to wait alone. He is with us present in his scriptures through the power and grace of the Holy Spirit in our own souls and the sacraments in the the mystical body of the church that we are here and so as we wait for him we wait with him it's amazing amazing gift so whatever it is you're waiting for or not waiting for very well whatever it is I'm waiting for or not waiting for very well let us put away the ways in which we grasp at things and try to numb the ache of the heart because waiting is painful there's an ache but that ache actually directs us toward God and it purifies our longing for anything else in this world and for him 
It is good. It is purifying. And it is strengthening for the soul. This week, as we're waiting for the coming of Christ, everyone here, homework, you're praying with this passage from the letter of St. James. Praying with this passage. And we're allowing ourselves to feel the longing for God and whatever else we're desiring and placing it before Him and just sitting in prayer and, and going through our daily lives with the longing. It is good because it prepares and purifies and strengthens the, the, the soul. And so I will end with this here. Like, if you okay, that's difficult, that's hard, and it's going to be difficult and hard. And so St. James says this, Take as an example of hardship and patience, brothers and sisters, the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. Read the lives of the saints and learn how they trusted and waited upon God and the power of his presence that he manifested in their life here and ultimately for all eternity. Are you the one who is to come or should we look for another? Be patient, brothers and sisters, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, being patient with it until it receives the early and the late rains. You too must be patient. Make your hearts firm because the coming of the Lord is at hand. You've been listening to the Christ the King at LSU podcast. If you would like to become a golden giver or learn more about what we do, please visit ctklsu.org.